while and listen. All right, and that's our show. We'll see you next week. Bye. Oh my god! Just kidding. I would laugh so fucking hard if I was a listener, and that is what we put up. I really would. Imagine if you were a listener of your own show. How much of an asshole would you be? Um. Yeah, definitely an asshole. But you hey, know, we're not what, gonna what do are you that. We're to? not really gonna do that. What are you listening to? What, what podcast do you like? Just listening to myself talk about games. It's just my. That's my favorite show. That's my thing, man. <laughs> I am Matt Silverman, uh, joining you every week with the one, the only, the professional esports sportsman, Colette Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> How, uh, how, what be poppin'? How you be? I am good. Um, as we jokingly started at the beginning of the show, um, I am playing a whole lot of Zelda. <laughs> um, but in, in IRL news, I'm actually really, really, really excited because um, my dear husband, who I have been married to for seven years and with for close to 10, mm-hmm. has always fed me extremely well he's a superlative cook it's something we talk about in our discord all the time (laughs) and after much thought and uh consideration and planning he has decided to open a food stall here in um in atlanta and i think the concept is the coolest part of it which is that he is making um what would be called like palace cuisine basically he's making an ancient form of Thai food that was served to royalty. Wow. Yeah, it's really, really, really cool. It has, of course, plenty of things in common with the Thai that you uh-huh. know, uh-huh. Um, but things were a bit different. So lots of like desserts made out of things like egg yolks and mm-hmm. um a lot of he made up one of the things he made was like this like insane like pineapple curry like mm-hmm. for us last week but it's cool because all of the spices have to be pounded in like a real stone mortar and pestle wow okay and so you get this like incredible fresh like you just pounded the spices like you know lemongrass and galangal and like it's just it's cool well and, and look i'm immediately my mind goes to like what does this look like what's the experience what's the marketing and right there i assume and hope like that sort of hands-on mortar and pestle spice smells coming out of the stall like that needs to that can't be in the background that needs to be like right the fuck up front because oh no, like totally yeah i thought you gotta so grab too. my attention with that shit like i love that yeah, yeah, it's super, super cool. I mean, it's it it's interesting because it it really takes a lot of handiwork. Yes. You know? It's it's formally called Royal Thai cuisine, basically. But um I'll have to send you a link to some information that's interesting. But what's mm-hmm. cool is that it's you know, it's got this exclusivity to it. Um yes. like it's it's not an easy thing to find. No one in Atlanta does it. Yeah. And that was part of the reason that like we both he became very interested and we both had all these conversations about it. I love it. But, this. Um, even, even the phrase royal or palace 
is like what it's is what the food is actually called historically, but could also be part of the brand. Like, I'm sure you're talking about what this thing is called and you don't have to share it now if it's not fully official, but like Royal Thai or Palace Thai is like such a good brand name for like Mm -hmm. the stall and then the future like, you know, franchise (laughs) that this will be in 10 years, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think so too. Into it. We were definitely talking about um, like kind of, you know, like at the stall that you'd want to have like a poster up that would explain a little bit about like when this food was served. Um, A few dishes just for the listeners, since I think they might find this interesting. Mm -hmm. Sangaya Faktong, steamed pumpkin. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on there. This (laughs) is a family show. Okay. Watch your language. Steamed pumpkin stuffed with coconut custard. Yes. Mian kum, wild betel leaf wrapped appetizer and gang ranjuan beef soup with fermented shrimp paste. It's definitely more... The palate is is not American. And one thing <laughs> that most folks do know, but I'll repeat anyway for people who maybe don't, about Thai food in America, and for that matter, most Asian food served in America, is that they're Americanized, meaning yes. that, you know, Thai food, a lot of Thai food is very spicy. So you would have, you know, a lot of that dialed way back. Mm. Thai spicy and American <laughs> spicy are not the same. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think what else uh so yeah anyway so this would definitely be more um this would definitely be something that is i mean like you said it right it's fit for royalty and like it's also it's also in part about the appearance of what's being served yes so you know there'd be you know street food style things because it is going to be a stall but you know you would be served things that were like a feast for the eyes as well as Mm -hmm, for the palate mm -hmm. basically so i'm super excited i can't wait What's the timeline on this? And also, is this a stall in a in an in a shopping area with other stalls? Is are you has mm-hmm. he locked in the spots? Is is yes. the down payment put down? You yep. know what I mean? Like this is all official. This is happening. Yes, this is happening. It's Amazing. real. The money is put down. Um, and it is in a. It's really cool, actually. So it's in the East Atlanta area. There's a collective that's been there for quite a while called Community. And it is a stall. It is like a line of Asian foods. Oh, wow. So like you can go there and get Japanese food, um, Chinese food, Vietnamese food, and now Royal Thai food. Oh, my God. So he's actually going to be the the only Thai stall in this group of stalls. Well, it's not it's not big. It's like five. I think it's either five or six spaces. Yeah, but that's like but he grabbed like. Uh, that sounds like a very exclusive or or that that if there's five or six spaces at this like little hot spot like that's, I think it's that's perfect because it's been estate. there for a while. The first time mm-hmm. that we ever went was actually I'm mean, gonna say maybe six or seven years ago. So it's been there for a while. It's and established. I went, yeah, I went because I wanted to try a place called Lifting Noodles, which is a ramen place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And they've since branched out and opened other restaurants, which I think is cool. But the original yep. is still there. That's great. Um, that bodes well. So, yeah. So it's cool because it's kind of a space that already has an established clientele. So they get to come in and be like, oh, what's this? This exactly. is new. That's, um, mm. Wait. And then my other question about the space is like, is the space a food destination? Meaning I'm going to the to the stall hut and i'm getting my noodles or is it like adjacent to a shopping center where like i'm going to, to kmart okay kmart what an idiot i'm going to i'm going to target 
and I'm going to pick up some noodles on the way home. Like what kind of uh, what kind of like destinationness is happening here? Um, so it is more like a destination, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, a so, food destination unto itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So um, there is a website, which I will share with you, yep. um, that has pictures and shows some of what's there. Apparently, there's an Ethiopian spot there now, which cool. I didn't know because I haven't been there in a while. But it's Man, called- he's got to f- take a ton of food porn pictures oh, to, yeah. to, to put on the site and, and uh, you know, Facebook ads to target your local people to say, come on, come on down two for one. That's a really good call. Last night we were talking about promotion and we were both like, man, like, you know, what are the best ways? What are the best things? And he was like, well, you know, social media, but I didn't think about Facebook ads. That's actually really smart. I mean, look, it's sad for the world that that's the best form of advertising, but literally it's like the sexiest food pictures you've ever seen. And then literally target the people who live right next door to the place. And there is, there's no better way. And then you also segment by like, I don't know, people who like Asian culture or people mm-hmm. who have bought other foods online. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are dimensions to hone in on the perfect person and just make them aware that the place exists. So the next time they're passing by because they literally live right the fuck there. Right. Uh, boom, you got them. I mean, it's bad for the world that this is our uh, this is advertising but it's great for small businesses it's, it's one of the ways in my Correct. opinion you know what i mean Agreed. like not everybody's hanging out on facebook and we know that um, well but you but, can then it's instagram and it's it's whatever else like yeah. you can the point yeah, is yeah. you can target as granularly as because like you're not going to buy a television commercial <laughs> like with like obviously that's it's too broad like you need to right. find exactly the person who would who who wishes this thing existed and then oh my god it's there's a new place i gotta well, check I'm, it out i am the person exactly <laughs> there you go <laughs> so that's exactly all that's i have exactly to right. do is be like what would i want you know but like <laughs> like right now i just i pulled up the website so i could share it with you and like mm-hmm. right now there is like a sushi burrito place Ooh, yeah. and Ethiopian place. What a great um, little spot. I know it's really cool. And there's a woman who's also ru- who owns it, who's also running one of the stalls. And she has kind of just been like a cheerleader for Patrick the whole Amazing. time. So yeah. This is I, major because, you know, this is like a major step. Not that he's leaving necessarily leaving his other career behind, but if this is successful, like this is like the dream. Well, I'll be honest, he kind of is, because yeah. if you have read the news, you kind of know that like recruiters got like fisted in the ass oh, last God. year. Oh like God. it was like, you know, from recruiters are the hot shit and we need them everywhere to mm-hmm. we need to let go of all these recruiters. Literally and includes, because of because of like, oh, my God, we can't find talent because right. of the, the pandemic changed everything. We got to right. hire, hire, hire for digital companies and then total whiplash of like, Oops, we have we overhired and we can't afford anything. Goodbye, everyone. You know. Yes, and it's you know that's how businesses are, right? It's super mm-hmm. dramatic. It's you know one side and then the other of the pendulum. But I think that honestly, like it, it created a situation, and I think this sometimes happens in bad circumstances where you're kind of forced to go, "What do I really want?" Absolutely. Hey, hey, we all did. We all did it to some extent over the pandemic, uh, or like. Pandemic and post-pandemic, like it was this global, like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, why am I doing this? You know, yep. Uh, yep. that this is so exciting. And also, you know, when people in your life are like, I'm going to start a business or I'm going to start a band or I'm going to start a podcast. And some people you're like, whoa, that's so cool. And some people are like, 
Oh, good luck. Okay. I hope that, you know, you are smart <laughs> enough to do this. Everything about this from like the location to, to, uh, you know, Patrick's skill with, with the cooking and like it and, and the timing too, like the, the world, the world and the place kind of like wants and needs this kind of thing right at this moment. So like, you found the exact spot in the world that this could, that this, if it ever yeah. has a chance of succeeding, it seems like it's right there. It's right. You're in good company there. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good just, investment, it's, I guess it's, it yeah. feels right. I mean, like what's cool is that like <laughs> the owner calls, calls it the incubator, the, the, mm, basically yeah. the space. Yes. So, it's like a, it's like a tech stars or, or a, what's the other, oh, fuck. What's the other, like, it's like the, those tech incubators for tech that's companies, exactly what but it this is. is for food, food stalls, food trucks, and then which eventually become restaurants and then, you know, global right. franchises, whatever. Yeah, and like she's housed so many restaurants That's in there, so cool. like dozens and dozens and dozens that then went on to you know maybe open something or maybe you know open a food truck or yeah. you know whatever. So yeah, it's very exciting. Anyway, I'm going on and on and on. But um, listeners, if anyone's interested in wow, what is Royal Thai cuisine or like is this real Thai food? You know that kind of thing. Um, like I, we can share a link in the Discord if anybody wants to know about it. Um, but it is cool. It is cool. It's it's. It's very difficult food to find outside of Thailand. So I think that, um, you know, that will be a lot of fun for folks who are excited about trying new things. Very exciting. Uh, you shared a link with me, which I am going to put into the show notes. So if you're listening Ooh. and you are curious, mm -hmm. uh, just scroll on down in your app and, and boopity boop. You will learn about uh, Royal Thai cuisine as I yeah. will when I click this link later Yay! on today. I have, I have a train ride later, so I'm going to be reading about it later. Oh, how nice. I love train rides. Uh, you know, it depends on the train, but but yes. This well, is not a romantic train across country. This is uh, going to N New York City. Okay, well, that's fair. But still, I don't know. Like, there's something about a train ride that makes me just like, I just like to read and like gaze out the window. But that's, maybe yeah. maybe the ride you're having doesn't offer the, that kind of idyllic fantasy. I mean, it depends what kind of psychos are on the train at oh, that yes. given time. It, but you know what? Fair. I'm going in the middle of the day, so it's not going to be like commuter craziness. It'll be like normal. Also, normal, normal yeah. people like me. I'm normal. Speaking of normal, uh, <laughs> we got to talk about some very important video games. Two items on the agenda. One is, you know, do we even need to continue talking about Tears of the Kingdom? We can, but I think we will. We will continue to run into the challenges of. I went here. You did this. I I know things that you don't know. You know what? I forgot to I forgot to text you. Um, I the only thing I'll say here is I did make good on my promise after last week's episode where you said, "Oh, I went to Rito Village and I did this and I did that and it was so epic." And I was like, "Oh my god, I haven't been there yet. I got to go." <clears throat> Literally that night, turned right around, went north, went there, did the whole quest, did the whole you know uh, uh, main quest objective that is there. And uh, I can confirm it was epic. It was AF. so epic, dude. So I, I'm glad you did it, number one. Number two, I finished it after a couple of... <laughs> so I'm laughing. I To keep this as spoiler-free as possible, mm -hmm. I got up to that dungeon and to that boss a couple times. Yep. And then like a couple times was like, oh, like 
I've tried this or I tried this and I tried a thing that made me think, oh shit, I don't have enough of this supply. Mm. And so I was like, I got to fucking come all the way down from here and oh, go wow. find the supply and do all this stuff. And not like that's such a drag because then no. you, know, you go back to, ooh, what's this? Ooh, what's that? Yes. But and it was and distracting, you know? Just, yes. But the other thing, again, just, just such good quality game design in this game whatever you are up to there's always a shrine or a fast travel point that's like right. you know what if i'm not quite ready for this i can just bail and then fast travel pretty much right back to where i was and pick it up again uh so exactly that hopefully you did not have to do the entire sequence which is oh, no. very long and arduous yeah. but amazing no 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 no. um no i actually so and i guess this is a mild spoiler but i don't think it will really bother anybody so there's a shrine up there mm -hmm. and then when you get actually to the dungeon of course you can like there's just yes place you can, those you are can, uh, unlocked as well right to. yep so it's like once i got up there um then you know, I was like, okay, cool. So I was able to just warp right back. So luckily, yeah. So yes. you just boop down to wherever you know there mm -hmm. are materials, and then mm -hmm. you boop back up when you're ready, and and you're good to go. That it's just great. Yeah, that's exactly what I did, and uh, it did take me a few goes. But mm -hmm. one thing I wanted to note, and now I feel better saying it, just in general because you've played that part, um, is that that kind of feeling of, you know. How do I put this? Like when you were a kid and you conquered a big boss and you hmm. just felt really excited and accomplished and kind of like the sparkles of like, uh, you know, like, whoa, I did yep. it. Yep. Like yep. that's the feeling I got when I beat 100 percent. And I was like, oh, man, that's just too cool. Yep. Amazing fight. I don't I don't want to brag, but I did it in one. <laughs> of course you did. OK, I'm just saying. For whatever reason, maybe I had more hearts or maybe I, I don't know, uh, again, no spoilers, but the mechanics of that boss fight are very um, aerial, obviously, yeah, in nature. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, that just worked for me. I liked it. I, I felt comfortable maybe getting you just in there. Maybe it clicked with you like it right away. It clicked for whatever reason. You know? But it all, this, this uh, understanding the main quest now, which see, branches out into four parts, th mm -hmm. this, and again, like you said, it's not a major spoiler, like, guess what, Zelda fans? there are dungeons uh, and puzzles right. that end in boss fights in a Zelda game like obviously but the epicness of that fight and then realizing that there are at least four more probably obviously mm -hmm. more uh, in store made me be like oh oh first boss fight was epic as hell like yep. I can't wait to see what is lurking yep. in the other three slash more so um so so it was a very very fun fight that I kind of did in one, like getting up to the thing, the 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 temple itself. Um, you know, here my it's not a complaint at all, but it, me, this is a me problem. I like traversal. I like getting up and using the powers and climbing up and fighting bad guys and game over, getting knocked out and fighting through. And then it's like. And now here's a giant puzzle box that you have to like walk around and look around and look for switches and and doors and 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 sometimes that feels like a slowdown to me. I I mm. bailed on I bailed on the um the Elden Goron version of this because oh, I yeah. was like, I, was like just, I just I'm, don't want to do this I'm right getting, now. I don't want to do this right now. So I felt that slowdown in the Rito version, but I pushed through and I'm glad I did. And then ah. went all the way up to the boss fight. 
okay cr- crushed it in one and then and then thought man colette was right this was amazing but i it's forgot just to text truly you. it's so nice it really is no i'm glad i mean i'm glad to hear your experience about it because i just think that it's really nice i i don't know you know, I've realized that this is a game in which you're allowed to play so differently, yeah. like person to person. It is truly the definition of open world in like the best of ways, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't think there's a wrong way to play it. But that said, I've realized that, you know, there are a lot of folks out there and I'm you know briefly seeing them here and there or hearing from friends, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, like I'm almost done. You know, and I'm Whoa. like, with the yeah. whole, like and, with and, the main quest or the whole, or, you know, the whole yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, both. Cool. And I'm, and I'm like, man, I totally get it. But at the same time, I was telling Patrick this last night, I was like, I feel like I'm going to be playing this for months. I know. Because I don't, and I, I mentioned to him, I said, you know, I don't play, I don't play like, I, I've only had one. I think maybe two instances where I played more than about two hours at a time. Yeah. Um, I'm finding myself finishing work and just feeling like it's a really nice palate cleanser from, you know, news to yeah. sit down and just kind of <laughs> meander around Hyrule for a few oh, hours. It so is. My and God. I might do a few things, you know, and but like, I don't know, I'm not feeling super like, oh, I got to hit, I got to hit that next quest. Like no, I'll get agreed. there, Yep. but I'm not in a hurry. Um, I guess because I enjoy this setting so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really impressed with the additions of like the sky and the underground. Yeah. Um, you know, they feel really epic. The the underground feels appropriately scary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and, and yeah, I just but manageable I as you figure out how to navigate it and acquire certain uh, uh, gear to <laughs> yes. address it. Glad that for the first 10 hours of the game, when I saw the items that I was going to eventually need underground, I was I'm a hoarder. So yeah. I was like, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take that. I'll yeah. take that. Oh, my God. And now yes. I'm like, oh, they're all useful. This is I mean, of course, but see, they are. But, we that know reward, be but, but that's that's reward that reward of like you know what i did for three hours i wandered around picking things up wherever i went and now that i'm doing a certain quest damn i'm glad i got all Mm -hmm. those things because i really need them here that is what tiny maybe tiny spoiler i don't think Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. but like there will be a point at which you are going to need things that heal gloom and yes. I didn't get to that for a while. So when mm-hmm. I finally did, I was like, okay. Yeah. And then I started like being like, okay, so I need to start making, cause like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't make everything I can possibly make. I'll make what I need. Yes. And then I'll just like hold the rest of my ingredients. Yeah. Same. Cause you don't, cause you don't really know what you need in a certain situation. No. So if you hang on to everything, uh, you are very well equipped to, you know, to yeah, improvise. I, mean, I see. Yeah. I see some folks being like, oh yeah, like I'm going to do you know, everything. And then I see other folks being like, you know, nah, I'm just going to carry. Anyway, I guess that's the beauty of it, right? It's like, there's truly room for every kind of player. Yes. Every kind of pace. And there's really no wrong pace. Pace is the word of the, of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So I personally, you know, I know some people were like, you know, oh, you know, it's, it's Breath of the Wild all over again. And it's like, well, that's what you fucking freaked out for. So, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe you should, you know, I don't know, fucking enjoy it and shut up. It's that and so much more. And or <laughs> even if it's just even if it is just that for you, it's also it's, you know, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Let me ask you this. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot this week. And, and I'm glad we've arrived here. I am 
slightly worried, quote unquote, uh, facetiously worried. It's not a real worry that this game is going to ruin all other games for me for some time. And by that, I mean, I'm not, I'm fully a hundred percent invested in it and I'm not bored by it per se, but there are occasionally times in the week where I'm like, you know what? I'd like to play something else just to like step away from it and play something totally different and then come back. And I did that a little bit this week And every time I played other things that were very good and interesting, I was like, they're not filling my whole brain up the way Tears of the Kingdom is. And this happened to me with Warframe as well. They're they're very different games, of course. But Warframe is so – I fell into a Warframe hole for about two years and it is so complicated and dense and rich and social and Im- Im- expansive that a- anytime I sat down to play, I was doing 12 things at once and mm-hmm. literally making spreadsheets to, f- to, to figure out how to do all the things at the same time. Well, and and how then, nice that is for the, for the ADHD brain. Yeah. Too. Oh my God. I love so it. nice. And then when I felt like, Oh God, I need to, I need to step away from this cause it's eating my life. And then I would start start looking at other games and I was like, oh, yeah, this game has like one eighth the amount of things that, right. th- that Warframe has. And so if I'm why would I play this when I could just play more Warframe? Right. And so I feel that, quote unquote, problem happening here for me. And I don't know. It's both. It's great because it's like this game. Tears of the Kingdom is so good and I can play it for months, like you said. And also like. Will I ever play another video game again that I will like? I don't know. What do you think about any of this? Um, I mean, I think that you have an excitement and passion for games that makes it inevitable. Um, I think mm. that, but I'm, you know, I, I, <laughs> I kind of feel like that's a little bit like, I don't know, name an actress that you find like impossibly attractive. Just anybody, <laughs> anybody, seriously. Uh, 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 Anna de Armas is like the it girl and like, I don't know, every time she's in a thing, it's like, how could someone be this beautiful? You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. She's insanely beautiful. Okay. So let's, let's say that, you know, you go on a few dates with Anna de Armas (laughs) and then after that you're like, hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll go on a date with someone who is not Anna de Armas. And then you're like, okay, what? Wow. Okay. But that said, I think that especially for ADHD people, the glow of newness is like a big deal to us. And it's very engaging. And I think that there's always a point because that is how we work where you, the glow fades and you're like, it's still very special, but now I need something new for my dopamine, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, my dopamine deficient brain. And so, yes, I do think because, I mean, you've loved plenty of games since the original breath of the wild. I mean, let's be honest. That's kind of sort of all this is, although they've redesigned it beautifully. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, yes, for right now, sure. But like, so what I hear you saying is that Tears of the Kingdom is the Anna de Armas of video games. I mean, that's my takeaway. Kind, kind of. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm like, okay, like who who do who do I throw in that's that's like on this, you know, level? I'm like, ah, uh, God, I don't know. Who's the guy that plays Superman now? Uh oh, oh, well, I don't I don't even know who it is now, but was it Henry Cavill? Yeah, like the most Henry, recent? like yes. Right. I was like, I, I have to name someone physically perfect too and i'm like yes. okay henry cavill that works yes, exactly uh it was fun we were what were we doing we were playing oh, it was we were at a, a friend's house and we were literally a bunch of 40 year old adults playing truth or dare in like the dumbest way possible Aww. you know getting getting drunk while the that. kids jump on a trampoline uh or it was um never have i ever but anyway something came up about like oh a, mo- a hunky movie star and we had just seen the remake of the little mermaid with the kids the live action little mermaid um which i'll say is spellbinding and amazing <gasps> in the parts that are great i want to see and it. then very drawn out and and dull in the parts that are like tacked on or run a, run a little too long Aww. and then and then some of the some of the visual effects are like oh my god and then you cut to another shot and you're like Oh, it's just a bunch of people standing around in a green screen. Like, and I, I can't, I look closely at that stuff. So I'm a little weird. Anyway, it's, it's worth your time. It's great. Anyway. So I, someone, maybe my wife was like, Oh, uh, the guy who plays Prince Eric, who is not an, I don't know that he's a known actor, but he's literally like, if you carved the perfect man who looks like a cartoon hunk from Disney out of, out of clay, he literally looks like Prince Eric from the animated movie, like to a T. And so I don't even know what the actor's name is, but um, now I'm put, looking because I'm like, print out curious. a picture of him and put him on your bedroom wall because Parau. Actually, okay, so I'm looking right now and like, yeah, I guess I sort of agree, but let me tell you something. I'm going to mm-hmm. ruin your day for a minute. Please do. Um, so I have a friend who I've known since I lived in L.A. who is a Prince Eric cosplayer. No. Oh. And I think, <laughs> I personally think uh, that he is literally the epitome of this character. Shit, they cast the wrong guy. Your friend should have been in this movie. Um, Can he sing? Hold ho- I don't know, but hold on a minute. Like, I'm just going to put this in the chat, and I just want you to live react to that. Um, okay. Look, he's great. He's very handsome, and he fits the bill, and what an amazing cosplay. But there is something about this actor in the movie that is literally just, was he, is he CGI drawn into the movie because he looks know, like dude. Prince Eric? I guess I guess I'll see it, but like... I don't know, like, and maybe, maybe I'm leaning towards this because I've known my friend Leo for so long, but when he did it, I was like, holy shit. I believe it. And sorry, we're going to talk about Ariel for a minute, you know, for 20 minutes here, but, uh, Halle Bailey, not yes. Halle Berry. Yes. Um, blows your hair back with her with her renditions of the song like oh my god i was listening to one yesterday funny enough holy shit like she's amazing and i was just like and you know i have loved this is one of my favorite disney movies and i have loved it since i've been a child so like i and you know i also as you know went to college for musical theater yeah and so i did not know that Oh, I never told you that. Oh my god, that was I my major. I did too until I quit because I said these fucking theater nerds are the worst. I know. I'm, even as one, I kind of 
had the same question um, did you or feeling, graduate I guess. with that degree no i didn't you um, bet oh my god so we literally did the same thing yeah yeah no i i, I wait yeah. and then you what did you switch to i quit community college i just quit you just quit so you, yeah. wait you don't have you don't have a degree nope. fuck yeah dude no degree no debt you hear that you hear that kids yeah fuck college bail skip it bail it out save your money and just go do something you want open up a food stall <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny. I used to feel really, really, really bad about it. And now in a situation where folks that spent so much money on their degrees are like, I can't get a job anywhere other than McDonald's and like they're miserable and, and, they're and I have crushing student debt. Right. Like I, I honestly, it's com my feelings about it have completely turned around because when I was younger, it used to be like, you know, you have to have one or you're yeah. going to be a loser. Yep. Um, wait, please continue your story. But I just want to say, like, I, I didn't quit. I went all the way through. But similarly, oh, oh. I, I quit real college, went to community college, which cost like, you know, seven dollars and then graduated right. and paid off student loans in like a year and was done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I get that. That's and that's awesome. Um, you were saying uh, musical theater. Yeah, but what, oh, because anyway, you love big. That's why you love. I mean, yeah, but your I'm love gonna, for Little Mermaid is what. You're uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay on the topic and say so. Yeah, just yesterday I was just like, man, I really I want to go listen to her rendition of Part of Your World, and I oh, listened to it, really and good. I was I was just, f f f what is. <laughs> The guy from Anchorman. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> Will Ferrell. That is exactly what I was like. It's just so beautiful. It's it's so it's beautiful. the song that you know and love, but she and it's sung very much straight ahead. It's very on point. There's nothing like surprising about it. But the way, just the way she delivers and whatever. And and then you know, speaking of uh, beautiful movie stars, like. She's perfect. She's so lovable as Ariel, the way like a lovable uh, with the way this character is beloved. I don't know. It, they they just did it. They did everything right. And the effects are amazing. And the set pieces are amazing until they're then and for a brief moments. They're not. And it's like so weird. weird. It's like only it's like. It's like uncanny valley in some places. It's not I'm not exactly saying the right phrase, but anyway. And and look, I love Lin Manuel Miranda as much as the next guy, but he added a bunch of songs that I don't remember anything about. Mm, but so, but is this like, hey, a bunch of old people being like, we, this song was not in my version, so it's bad. You're like, I don't know, I can't gauge myself on it. So go see it, and I'm very interested to hear what you think about it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I I, I will do that because I am very interested. All right. What do you say we take a little break, see breaks, and then yeah. we come back and talk about Sony's big announcements that happened uh, late last week? Yep. We'll talk about what we liked and what caught our attention right after this. We're back. We are part of your world. Uh, because we're in your ear, in your ears, and uh, what was it? This was May twenty fourth, uh, last week. Sony had the place plate station showcase. Hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna let you drive here because I've never owned a plate station, and I do not own a plate station five. Uh, so there are a bunch of games here that I'm like, ooh, I hope this is coming to PC also. And then there's also some hardware here that is irrelevant to me 
but I'm very eager to hear what you thought about all of it. So please, please okay. let me know what, what you see. Well, I will first be honest and say that I did not watch this when it was airing. Okay. Um, I came back and looked at trailers for the games that jumped out to me most, which were um, Alan Wake 2, Final Fantasy 16, um, and uh, Neva, which is the game, new game yes. coming from the Gris folks, which yes. I'm going to be, oh my God, I'm so excited. But yeah, it looks great. Anyway, so yeah, those were the ones I watched, and those were the ones that I was like, fuck yeah, too. Um, What's your hype level on Final Fantasy 16 as it stands today? Because I can't get a read on it, and I don't know if it's for me. Um, I don't know if it's for me either. And I think I almost am watching like I've played this game, you know, I've played this franchise since the first and like, so I need to know, mm -hmm. but I'm not convinced that I'm going to buy it right when it comes out mm -hmm. yet. Um, cause I also am not, I I'm very torn. Like to me, when I saw like the first trailer, I remember thinking like, I feel like this kind of has like Game of Thrones vibes. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Yeah. yeah and like I never watched, I, I watched the first season of Game of Thrones mm. and then I was mm -hmm. like, I don't think this is for me. Mm -hmm. So I've been like, um, I'm not sure. But then another part of me has been like really interested because one of the things that people really criticized 15 for was that they felt like the story was too loose, which. Mm. I agree. They put mm -hmm. so much into the character development, which I think was really good, mm -hmm. that they didn't then take those pieces and necessarily weave them together appropriately. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there were some parts of the story that didn't feel satisfying to me. Mm -hmm. So I am, I do want to play it, but I, uh, yeah, it's a very, it, it's a mixed bag of feelings, honestly. It's like, it looks fun. It looks like fun to be Clive. It looks, you know, like, I think it'll be epic, but a part of me is just like, you don't need to buy it right away. So I guess, I guess that means I'm not hyped enough. Yeah. It, 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 it almost feels like one of those where it's like, even if the reviews are good, I was what, looking at something today. What the heck was it? I don't remember. But it's like, even if the critical reviews are like very positive, you sort of want to wait and see what the player base and the fandom loves or hates about it before you make the purchase or wait till it goes on sale or whatever yeah i mean you know i yeah I, I feel like i am weirdly i am willing to buy this game at you know 40 or 50 dollars or whatever the sale price will be because i think it's mm. probably 70 right yeah um, i would assume I'm, I'm willing to try it at that point but i'm not i i don't have that day one feeling like omg whereas you know if very different type of game but you know if we roll back to neva i'm like oh my god i need that injected into my veins right mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. it's got like big princess mononoke vibes yeah, it's got it really all does. of the feelings of of what I loved most about Gris, the music is beautiful. Like, and I love, you know, the beautiful protagonist. Uh, like I, you know, I, I just like, as soon as I saw from the creators of Gris, I was like, yeah. like I was it, already it, watching. I think it's a excited. 3D situation. Sorry, oh, I'm really? looking at the trailer now. Oh, wait, wait, let me confirm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how much of this is gameplay versus just, um, you know, like a like a I movie trailer. I think this trailer. is all cutscene. 
cutscene. Like, yes. To me, this so, all looks like cutscene, and I'm fine with that. I guess because... it is two D. It looks two D in the cutscene. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to see gameplay of this before, uh, sure. you know, I buy it I mean, day one. Yeah, yeah. And see, for me, I'm like, that's it. I've I, I've <laughs> seen what I wanted to see, and I'm ready. You know, to it's play quality. What, yeah, because I just I know me, and I know what I love, and like this is absolutely. And, and Gris in was every amazing. Way. Gris, Gris. <sighs> I don't remember how you say it, but oh, yes, I don't either. I say Gris. I don't know yeah. what's right. Everyone says Gris. I think it's Gris. I think it's like a French. I need word. to replay it. Honestly, know. like yeah. just thinking about this is making me want to replay it. But anyway, um, so yeah, very, very, very excited about that. Um, and then, you know, I was a huge Alan Wake fan and it dates so far back that I was in the beginning of my writing career, writing about games when Alan Wake one came out. And I remember this because I interviewed one of the people that made Alan Wake one. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and I have really funny footage of it. I wonder if I could find it for you. <laughs> I think you would love it because was like, this for a destructoid or a Kotaku? Yeah. Okay. And I would, and yeah, and I was, and I was so young and <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to find it. And, and maybe do. this can go in the show notes, too, yes, because please. I feel like people would just love it. Amazing. Um, but anyway, so. <laughs> so, yeah, I I always really, really, really loved Alan Wake. And I just I felt like it felt like a perfect crossover between like a Stephen King story. Sure. And like. Yeah, I don't know. A horror video game, like yeah, a, like a, exactly. I, I, I don't want. I don't know my stuff here, but like it's like a Stephen King meets like a Resident Evil in the vi- or Silent Hill situation in the vibe of the game the gameplay mechanics. I don't know if that's accurate. If you would, yeah, agree no, with no, that. no, no, it it definitely is. Like it's it's it was a very interesting mix, um, that I just yeah I really really loved so. Um, it looks so, good. Yeah, like I very don't, excited. I, I'm not a fan, per- particularly of of any of these types of games, and I never played Alan Wake. But like the footage of two just looks great. I don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. It it it's really really good. And the first one has been remastered since now. Right. So yeah. it's a perfect excuse to like you know yeah, replay yeah. the original. Um, I know. Isn't this interesting? This has become a trend of like. Well, we're gearing up for a sequel, and that's going to take three years. So here's a remaster of the first one to that you should buy. Give us money, and mm-hmm. then get hyped about the next one. I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's kind of great in many cases. Um, it's an interesting. Tr- it's a way for studios to do like give us some easy, do some easy work to like reflip a thing to give us a modern version of it. And then get us excited for the next product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very smart, I guess, from a marketing and fandom perspective. Yeah, yeah, no, it it totally is. Um, I also, just as a side note, am just an absolute like slave to anything that Sam Lake writes. I love. Oh his yeah, writing. you said this. I love that. Yeah, and I feel like. I was already a fan, but Control just nailed it for me. Right, right. I was like, oh, and Control and Control Two, whatever that's going to be, and Alan Wake are are now officially in the same canonical universe, right? It's the Remedy verse. Now, this people are this is just made up shit, but like, no, 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 they have basically confirmed that the world is shared, and which is that's cool for for fans, right? I mean, you're Uh, this is all cool for you. Yeah, it's super, super cool. Um, and I just think it's. Yeah, it's I don't know. Like I just his his writing style is just right up my alley, mm-hmm. I guess. Um mm-hmm. 
So, so yeah, big fan. Um, anyway, so yeah, there's that. Um, a couple of games that I did not, um, I did not know about that. I was like, Oh, that, that seems pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was interested in, um, Revenant Hill, which, you know, is right up my alley kind of game, you know, the, the way it looks. Um, I, you know, I'm very into like a certain type of aesthetic and this definitely like nails that, um, it almost feels like a cardboard cutout kind of like situation. It, it is a video. There's no gameplay footage. It's just mm-hmm. like, um, but it's a debut game. And I am curious about that. I, I love when I see a brand new, um, you know, developer come onto the scene and I've never seen what they've done. So I'm interested in where that will go. And then I think that like of the other ones that I was like, huh, like this looks like something that like, I'm really curious about. Um, the folks that made the game Abzu, which I really liked, yes. mm-hmm. um, they have a new game coming called sword of the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's got and Obzu did too, big journey vibes. Like Love it. big journey vibes, like you know, you're skating through the desert and then you know, you have some I believe there's some underwater scenes. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, for a person who, you know, journey is their favorite game of all time, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what this it's is. It's not the be studio about. that made Journey, but it's the artist or the art director that made Journey and oh, Abzu. I believe it's so yeah, it's the, there's a firm art aesthetic connection art here aesthetic connection okay that would make sense because i know but it's not the student it's not uh what is it that, uh, game, that game company, company. yeah it's yeah. not them it's it's giant squid studios but again i believe it is the same artist that uh, would make sense yes. actually because i know i already knew them to be linked um yeah the visionary artist behind abzu the pathless and journey and i played mm-hmm. the pathless and i liked it i remember mm-hmm. there was something about it that like struck me like in a way that made me not want to play it anymore it wasn't horrible it was just something that was like eh i know i've I've had my eye on it again hey this is a perfect example i was watching footage of the pathless recently and i was like yeah this game looks really cool and really um chill and very a lot of like exploration vibes and i'm looking at it being like why would I play this when Tears of the Kingdom still exists? You know, what I mean? Th- that would be a game I would download while waiting for Tears of the Kingdom and then set it down. So, uh, so I, ugh, it's like there it's are so pass. many games I would play that I will not play because this amazing other game exists. It's yeah, not a but, bad thing. But, I'm but saving lots of money. You're yeah, you're fully fixated, and and for once all the adhd needs are met and you know uh that's <laughs> rare true. for us so, you're, oh, it's it's, so true. trust me it's gonna pass you cannot stay fixated on anything for yeah, too long you're right and in the meantime enjoy it because you know it's it's hard to get um so yeah for me that was kind of everything i personally wanted there were a lot of other things um there was i think maybe most notably um a uh, metal gear solid snake eater announcement do you care about any of that i have never been attracted to the metal gear games but patrick loves them okay um and so i think it's going to be exciting for me to watch i just have never been attracted to the story personally and i've been told it's really good and it makes Mm -hmm. me wish i was Mm -hmm. um but i'm just not and that's okay so but i think it's important for me to touch on you know the thing that i think a lot maybe people had the biggest reaction to which was you know sony being like hey so we made another handheld mm-hmm. but we basically you know ripped off you know the switches 
exact idea by being like, hey, like here's your, you know, it's kind of like half controller and half screen. And I think that's great. But I think that probably the thing that I'm like, look, you already know this. I am Sony trash. Like I'd be the first person to be like, oh yeah, like give (laughs) me this. But it is like a streaming device. Yeah, it's not a standalone device. So you have to have a PS5. Correct. And it would just be like, well, let me pick up this portable thing and walk around my house for it. And my Mm -hmm. question to you with that is who needs that? (sighs) Who needs that in a world where you can already do it on a phone with either some third party software or or maybe even Sony's proprietary software? Like just make a streaming app. You don't need to necessarily sell a device. But then on the flip side, it's like, well, maybe that's just like techie nerd people who know how to set that up. And maybe Joe Gamer just wants to it to automatically work. Well, I'm apparently Joe Gamer because I'm like, uh, like, I'm just disappointed because I feel like. I feel like Project Q could be amazing if I could take it on a plane with me. Right. It's a a PlayStation Steam. It could have been a PlayStation Steam deck. Right. But then it would have... Here's the thing. I don't know if we know the price yet. We don't. A a screen... Basically a tablet that streams over your home Wi-Fi or maybe over an internet connection, which that could be interesting. If you could if you could turn on your PlayStation and shut it off remotely from anywhere in the world and stream. Okay. Right. Yeah. That could okay. be good. That but could be I, that could work. I just don't for me personally, I don't understand why you would ever make something that the extent of its you know, a portable device that can't leave your house. <laughs> like, like, I guess if I want to go to the toilet, you know? Look, my Steam Deck never leaves the house, but I do play it in bed, on the couch. You know, I, 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 I am the target market for useful portable devices, even though I don't take them on the train. Right. So I get it. And here's what I would say. Again, streaming from your home Wi-Fi because you're in your bed. Cool. You know, this is for people who have a house where the PlayStation's in the basement, but I want to play it uh, outside on the porch or whatever. Like, right. But if you like live in like an apartment and your TV is like right next to you all the time, like why? Why? But then if you can stream from the internet, so then you're you are away, you're on vacation and you can be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit more God of War. And you you press a button and you boot up your PlayStation remotely and then stream it. And the stream is not jittery or stuttery, and the mm-hmm. input latent latency is is decent, then yeah, I get that. And also if you can stream uh ps now or ps plus games from the cloud right, right. The, a la x cloud or, or or game pass now we're talking but right. again i don't i keep saying this yeah i would be a game pass subscriber for life if i if the stream if the cloud streaming was good on right. my phone right right, right. and i For have sure. one gig internet with a with a really nice router and i have great upload and download speeds 
and I'm a tech nerd and it sucks for me. I don't like that experience. So if they can beat that and they can sell this device not at the price point of a Steam Deck, which is 400, but hey, here's a screen with a controller on it and it has no guts, but it all it does is stream stuff yeah. and it's a hundred bucks or a 150 and the streaming is great. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's for me if I had a PlayStation, which I don't. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's a lot of ifs, a lot of a lot of what ifs there. It really is. It really, unfortunately, is. What about the earbuds? Uh, do Do you care about that? Mm, not really. Maybe I will later, but not not really now. No. So yeah, I mean, I am honestly a bit disappointed about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember, and I was one of those people who, you know, bought the Vita, invested in the Vita. I, I also had the PSP. Like, I, you know, was very into all that. I wanted I to know. support they, these things. And Sony honestly, has done, Sony is good at handhelds yeah. historically. Like, I mean, and I always felt like, I, you know, I personally loved those libraries. Like, for me, yeah. I felt like, I felt like the Vita library, especially, but the PSP as well, like they were both really great for like the weeby anime person who just like really <laughs> liked to play like certain types of games. Yeah. And I liked that. I was just like, oh, like that's really, really cool, you know? So I think, um, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely like, Sony, what were you thinking? It's funny to me that we view the Switch as like this game changer, which it is of like, Oh my god, like it's a it's a it's a console and it's a handheld and people love it as a handheld only like it's this is like handhelds are handhelds are this new thing. But it's like we have had those for so long and some sucked, but some also were amazing. I think and you know, surely opinion, I think that the difference, at least to me, was that it was like, here's your new video game console, but it doubles as a handheld. I mean, that is it. That, that is, is it. it. And to me, that was amazing and remains amazing. Correct. You know, the way that they figured that out, to me, definitely. It's so smart. Was it's so revolutionary. fucking smart. Yeah. yeah. It was the follow-up to the Wii and the motion controls, which was also super groundbreaking for yes. its time, I think. Yes. And then the thing that I always observed and liked was like, Oh, it's this dual thing and it's it's TV and it's handheld. It's so cool and it's first party. Here's your Zelda game, here's your Mario game. And also check out this this library of a thousand other indie lightweight mm -hmm. cool innovative games mm -hmm. that you can just throw on there and play wherever you are. Yeah. Uh it's a huge library of stuff and it was a backlog killer too of like oh i never played that on the ps2 but now it's remastered and runs great on this little handheld thing yeah great yeah yeah i'll pick that up yeah it just it's it's yeah i don't know it seems but i mean one thing i'm i'm i find interesting um when I look at it and I think about it is that, you know, it's, it's literally got a development code name. It's project Q. Right. And so mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, who knows what will change as 
they continue the development. You know, like we all know that they showed this so they could gauge reaction. And I think mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm, people are probably mm-hmm. going to be, you know, I've mostly seen my same take, which has been like, man, like it's, it's why, like, why, why would I need this? We, we wish it was this, or if it was right. this and this, maybe I would be yep. interested. So I can only hope that that will affect them to, you know, steer the development in a direction that might, you know, accommodate what people are more interested in. But yeah, I just, I, as it currently stands, I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) Especially on the heels of PSVR two, which is like, here's a great VR headset that costs as much or more than the console. Yep. And there are definitely some games out for it, including new releases that were shown off here. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know. I don't, did you get, you didn't get one. No, no, I did not. Um, for me personally, Patrick, I've noticed really, really, really doesn't mind. Like, like he, what he'll do is he'll take his Oculus and he'll plug that into the computer and then oh, he'll yeah. use, you know, that's how he that's does great. it. That's great. Right. Yep. But considering that like my number one played game was Pistol Whip, which requires a lot of movement, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be tethered. Right. So for me, I would rather play it a little less high fidelity than Correct. I would, especially that game. Right, it like looks it's, great. It's low poly. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, it just looks great, no matter what. You don't need all the particle effects necessarily. Right. So it's like for me, it's like yes, it's so nice to see it look nice. Like when I saw it was coming to PSVR, yeah. PSVR two, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like when I buy one, because one day I probably will. Like I am going to be excited to play it in that new way. But I just don't like to be wired while I play pistol. Yep. So that is my like one breaking thing. Um, so I don't it's, know. Like it's so like Sony is like here's a very expensive VR headset that's tethered, right? And here's a here's a streaming device that who knows how expensive it'll be, but it's not that versatile, right? On the heel uh, on with looming looming just over the horizon is whatever Valve is is working on for wireless VR Deckard right. codename Which- Deckard. Right, I, and That's I would rather be the wait one. for that. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. And Apple's going to show something so, at some point, which might be like a, you know, here's a $10,000 VR headset for well, surgeons. But wait I don't a minute. Know. It, Apple has openly said that it's not a gaming headset. Right, that it's some sort of business. So it's like they lost me then because I, yeah. was, I thought I was like, wait, why? why? Because I wonder what it, you think it's I, this is the question. Will it be a, a business thing or w- which, you know, Apple has not historically been a a B2B uh, company. Yeah, I really don't know. So like, is I just it a, do not know. <laughs> but maybe it's an AR uh, entertainment, meaning like put on these glasses and then watch IMAX movies in your living room or something. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't I don't know what they're going to come up with, but I personally am just like. Like, I got nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but like, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not I an Apple like guy. I they could really nail it. You know, yes, I really I, thought they could nail it. I, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting cause I'm, I'm not an Apple ecosystem person, but I'm very eager to see what they come up with. Cause they, I, knowing them, I, I wonder if they're going to pinpoint a use case that it's like, 
I never thought about that. Right. But I definitely need it. You know, but that's what I, they I don't do. know. So that's it's what like they maybe they will. Yeah. But that yeah. said, I'm like, well, I wanted to play games on it. And I, I thought know. that they would do something like, you know, they've they've come a long way with Apple Arcade. And yeah. I thought, oh, they'll do something. But yeah, I guess not. So, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking a little bit about Apple Arcade. Never, never did it. Never bought it. Uh, but like it's in the context of like really good Netflix games or Netflix, stu- you know, produced uh, released games are coming out on mobile on a weekly ish basis. Mm-hmm. It's like, right, this is Apple Arcade, but I don't even but I don't need to, quote unquote, pay for it because I already have it. And I love yeah. it. Yeah, I think I think it dep- that's to me, Apple Arcade is very user dependent. Like I think yes. there's a person who is very, very, very into playing mobile games and m- many types of people, I think, playing mobile games. And I think that those folks, Apple Arcade is perfect for. I have- But they're used to getting free games or getting one-off games. That's why I wonder if Apple Arcade is actually profitable or or useful. I don't I, know I just, if it is. That's a I good observe question. Netflix's strategy to be so much more like, boom you got it you don't have to learn about it you don't have to sign up for it you don't have to think about it it's like you just got it oh i could i could just play this great right i don't like this game cool i'm gonna play another game like i'm so impressed with the with what they're doing anyway no for sure i i totally i get that um yeah i don't know i there's a lot of i don't knows but i will say that based on my steam deck experience based on my general steam experience i Knowing that Valve has something coming, I would rather wait totally for that than I would. And I mean, that's coming from a person who absolutely adores PlayStation, but like, right. I just feel like that's the right thing to do. I know. It, think about a, a, a locked spec like the Steam Deck, where it's like, we know this VR headset has this hardware, mm-hmm. and we know what games run on it, so this is going to be Deckard verified for VR for this. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and here's this other, there, here's this entire other catalog of VR games where it's like, you know what, just bring the settings down to low and change change it from 90 to 60, and if you're comfortable with that, it'll it'll also play all these other games that pretty, mm-hmm. pretty well, mm-hmm. wirelessly, in the headset. And it's like, damn. Yeah. Yes, I, I want a Steam Deck experience for yeah. VR, and I that's going to be amazing. Um, scrolling down this list uh, briefly as a non-PlayStation owner, but as someone who, you know, hey, a lot of these games are either simultaneously releasing for PC or might be on PC one day. Again, as you said, sort of the sea look beautiful. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> everyone's shitting on Foam Stars. Did you see Foam Stars? No, I don't think I watched it. Hold on. Let me go back. (laughs) Take a peek at it if you want to. I was watching it with the kids and it's... it's, Wait, wait, wait. Were the kids shitting on folks? No, I know the internet is, but we looked at it and it was like, oh, this is is literally a Splatoon ripoff, but instead of paint, it's bubbles. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want, I'm down. I want that. Um, but also like people are just like, it's so obviously a ripoff. It's a lot, it's a live service game ripoff of Splatoon, but I think it's exclusive to PS4 and five. So it's like, you, you're going to need a player base for this, but you didn't make it multi-platform. Yeah. That's where they didn't make it multi-platform. I mean, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm kind of like, well, 
I, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't feel like there's any big deal with like, I mean, yes, it, I see your point. Like, of course it's a Splatoon ripoff and like, I'm like, okay, well fine. But I mean, I guess to me, the aesthetic is very different. Yeah, I like um, it. I like I, whatever the foam does. If you can like reach, you step on it and reach new heights, or jump on it and bounce around. Like skating through it, skating I think. through it. I yeah. when I the, my first gut reaction seeing it was like, "Ooh, this looks fun." I I I would play this, and then mm-hmm. you quickly realize that it's such a blatant um, Splatoon ripoff. But also, like I don't know. Art always rips off and steals from other art and games. We've had a lot, you know, Fortnite would not exist without Art does that in everything, number one. And I mean, yeah, number two, I feel like, you know, there are going to be, Splatoon's very popular for Nintendo. So, I mean, to me, looking at this, I'm like, well, you know, they might want something similar for the Sony fan base, the people for that sure, don't especially own yeah, especially where Sony has made its intentions clear of like we're gonna we need twelve to sixteen more live service games, which right. is why they bought Bungie, right? Uh, anyway, so that's funny and interesting, and I'm gonna keep an ear ear out for it. Um, Teardown comes to consoles, which reminds did me that Teardown exists, and and I sh- I want to play that on PC, so that's cool. Teardown. Did you see Towers of I don't know how you say it. Ag, Agaspa? No, I haven't watched that one yet. Really, really pretty, really cool world design. Cool, like, creatures. Clearly very Breath of the Wild inspired. You get a paraglider so you can sail around the world. I feel like I've seen this or something like it, and it always, like... Made made that little mental note in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and you can build uh settlements or towns or or houses or whatever so it's a very me ass game and i've i've i feel like i've had an eye on it like little clips and stuff and so it's formally announced and i think it will be on pc i don't don't know i'm gonna read about it because actually seeing this i'm i'm interested which would be kind of cool because i feel like our circles don't meet often enough so um i think it would be lovely to to actually okay so it's listed on steam already yes it is so it's a wish list for but me it's just a coming soon it's a coming soon eh, you know is it just like again why would i play this if tears of the kingdom exists but if this does well, something you're gonna finish tears of the kingdom eventually true, number one but number then i'm two, gonna want something totally different we'll see maybe but i mean i, I don't know i think it it's it's pretty cool looking i don't it's know cool dreamlit looking. games do you no, I, I don't know if this is like a debut or or some other follow up for them. That's but yes, it, their first game. Okay, yeah. So it caught my attention. We'll keep an eye on it. I'm uh, glad you the, pointed it out because I hadn't watched the trailer and I don't know if I necessarily would have. So that's cool. Yep, yep. Dragon's Dogma Two looks very cool. Uh, I liked the first game a lot because mm. the combat was good. The world was very grim and dour, but in a good way. And then mm-hmm. the cool part about Dragon's Dogma, if you if you have no experience with it, is that mm-hmm. you are your you are a character, but then you can create uh, what they're called pawns, which are like helper characters. So it's like I'm a fighter, but I need a wizard to come with me on this quest. So you kind of like create a wizard, and then he or she can come with you and do. Um, complementary spells or uh, archery or whatever and so that's cool but then that's the cool part is you can then go to like um little uh, portal stones or whatever and be like 
hey, I'm going to set my wizard free to the player base, and then I need a big tank dude to come with me on this other quest. So you're bringing someone else's tank dude that they have leveled up or put gear on or, or added perks to, and so I'm bringing your tank dude, and then I put my wizard out into the world, and someone else takes my wizard on their quests, and then I think there's some sort of system where we can, like, Hey man, your your tank dude was so awesome. Here's a here's a here's a gift of a material that I found on my quest. I'm gonna send that to you because I don't need it. Thanks for the tank dude. And then you can use that little those berries or that iron to okay. forge something. So it's not synchronous social, it's asynchronous multiplayer, basically, where you're interacting with the player base through the pawn system. And I always felt that that was very cool and interesting and innovative. And I never finished it because, again, it was a it became a very again, it was like, here's an open world RPG with cool systems that is not as not quite as good as, you know, right. Warframe or Sea right. of Thieves or Breath of the Wild. Um, but it has a great fan base and it's got a great and people love it. And, and this looks like, whoa. Dragon's Dogma were both like really souped up amazing graphics and fingers crossed an even more dynamic, interesting asynchronous multiplayer. If all those boxes are ticked, then count me in for Dragon's Dogma 2. I'm interested. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay, I'll watch that one too. I am curious. Um, Bungie has a new PvP. uh, This is saying here on Eurogamer Extraction Shooter Mm -hmm. that normally would is like, okay, yeah, I, I. I don't play a lot of these, but there's something about Marathon that is so stylish that I I had to I couldn't look away from it. I was very intrigued by the the vibe of mm-hmm. Marathon. Um, yeah. So and it's coming to PC, PS5 and PC. So cool. Yeah. I, I will keep an eye on that. He, and then the last thing I'll mention here. Oh, two two more things. I don't know why. But they showed a minute and change uh, of of this game called Concord. I've never seen it. They just showed. Sorry, I, I hit my microphone. They showed no gameplay, but they showed a cool ass spaceship. You know, Millennium Falcon, Han Solo vibes of like here's a dirty spaceship with some dirt. You know, some dirty ass people live on this spaceship, and it's flying through. It's hyperspacing through space, and it's got a. I don't know what it is. Like there are game, there are spaceship games where I'm like, if your hyperspace isn't cool, I'm out. You know, <laughs> I want to see lines. I want to see things flying fast. I want to see cool, like, you know, I want to see that Star Wars, like, and then your bolt. You know, I need cool sounds. And there's something about there's like a there's like a rainbow ass hyperspace, you know, event horizon situation going on with this hyperspace. And again, they showed no gameplay, but it's a dirty ass spaceship going through rainbow space. And then the font comes on and the logo of this game called Concord is like super like 70s, yeah. 70s out. Amiga kind of vibes. Yeah, Amiga, 70s computer, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know so what wait. the fuck this is, but I well, want it. It's a PvP multiplayer first-person shooter, so I have questions because I've Correct. never really seen you play that kind of thing. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons was okay. the game that hooked me okay. into this. Yeah, because I just I, I my first thought when I was well, I watched it too when you were explaining yep. it, and I was like, okay, neat. And then I was like, I was like, PvP. Yeah. 
Okay, um, that's cool. I didn't. I I looked today. I learned about Matt that he likes. No, painting. not I don't play a ton of these, but Squadrons was the drug that got me hooked, and then I've nice. I've dabbled in a few others here and there. I never did Overwatch. Warframe is obviously it, not obviously is PVE. There's there's almost no PVP in it, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, it's very it's rather obscure, but Century Age of Ashes is a dragon riding game that I've oh, talked okay. about here. I think I actually talked about it with Sky a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you were not you were you were unavailable for not one on episode. that one. Yeah, but it, but it's like you know, imagine if you're Daenerys from Game of Thrones. I know you didn't watch it, but like. You're oh, I, but flying, I mean, I know who she is. You know what? Yeah. You know it. You're flying on a dragon, fighting other players uh, who are flying on their dragons, and you're taking them down with fire breathing and whatever. There's something about, uh, especially cockpit flying spaceship, whatever PvP games that I'm down for. And this, I think, is not that. I think it's it's saying it's a first person shooter so but but there i don't know i think if you're flying in a spaceship and landing somewhere to then have a to then fight with other players mm-hmm. especially if it's some sort of emergent open world sea of thieves is like i'm on my ship and i'm doing my business but if some other player comes at me i gotta get ready with my sword and my gun and my my diet my tnt i'm gonna plant it here and blow it blow their ship up right or, like uh, emergent immersive pvp i like that so i don't even know what this is but boom wishlisted i'm i am intrigued <laughs> you were like i have seen enough i have seen enough that's cool and then lastly we were talking about it a little bit in the discord like uh, this spider-man 2 trailer looks unbelievable and i did not play the first game i have no affinity for marvel i don't care about spider-man but mm-hmm. But swinging it, through it, it the hit. city, uh, slinging webs on the bad guys and then jumping down to beat them up and then zipping up back into the skyline. And then in this trailer, it I was talking about it with um, with uh, widescreen John and Sky Berkson in, in our discord of mm. like. I'm like, how much of this is on rails and how much of this is totally like zoop, zoop, free form zipping around. Right. And, they were saying, hey, if it's anything like the first game, it is totally free form. Do whatever, go wherever you want, fight the bad guys, swing around. It's just, I'm very impressed with how good this looks. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get we'll see. why. I totally get why. We'll see. Um, yeah. It's funny to me that I'm watching a PlayStation presentation and don't own the console, but like, all right, which of these games is multi-platform? Which of these <laughs> games will get a PC port in two years? Like, here we go. I, it's, it's a cool, it's, it's, it's a beautiful time for video games. It is a beautiful time. And I, you know what I think is cool is the fact that you can watch it and go, oh, well, I wonder where else these games right be, might be. Yeah. And those games might actually be there because I, being you know the ancient relic that I am, remember a time where it would be like, oh, well, if you want to play that, you're going to need to get a PlayStation. Oh, yeah. And there was you know, a, none of these would be available. We are, we are to no me. longer in that uh, in that era, which I think is exciting because then you know we we are not necessarily enslaved by uh, <laughs> you know oh that's not on my console. The platform yeah. holders. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we've done it yet again. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here and uh, go to fucking work? 
Bleh. Um, no. <laughs> okay. I Today, I actually have nothing smart to say. All right. Well, then, goodbye. <laughs>